Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello, and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And happy uh, holiday book number two. We are reading Dark Holiday by Vivian Murdoch today. And boy, what a, what a delight this book was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Me too. And daddy kink is not really a thing for me. Like, it's not my thing. I read it, yeah. you know, I, I enjoy it, but it's not, it's not my like, put it in my veins kind of book. And I still mm. really, really, really enjoyed it. So that just speaks volumes about like how great Vivian is and how fun this book was to read. Like, it was so funny. I, this is going to sound strange, but usually if a book is BDSM oriented, I skip it. Okay. Because most of them just irritate the bejesus out of me. They they just don't get it right. Okay. Vivian got it right. And I had so much fun and it brought back so many memories and I just I just had so I just love this book. Oh, I can't wait to hear all your thoughts on it then because <laughs> I don't participate in the lifestyle, right? But mm-hmm through the books I like observe a lot of it <laughs> and I really yeah. I really enjoy it from like an observational kind of situation I think I've mentioned it before I listened to Pink Kink podcast uh, with Dara and Rara which is such a they're fun names <laughs> Dara and Rara um, I don't know how I found them I think probably TikTok and they're really fun and educational and actually I know for a fact Rara loves Vivian's books because they are so true. Like they're not made up nonsense. <laughs> like they actually yeah, follow. This was, this was not a fantastical type of relationship. Yeah. This was this was very realistic. Yeah. No, I didn't find the book very dark. No, no, there's no no dark anywhere here. <laughs> um, I I pulling at my list here, and I didn't put it have a single thing to put down as a trigger. Yeah, I don't think that they're were triggers there were lots of positives there were lots that went in my check marks but i just didn't find anything that was that was dark for a a trigger no um but that was okay because i was having so much fun oh yeah i didn't notice true and i mean i don't even think this book was technically taboo right like i wouldn't put it in a taboo category either well maybe because of the boss employee okay but like was it really Okay, I mean, <laughs> let's 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 dive on in, right? So let's just and she acknowledge the um the main the heroine acknowledges she is the worst personal assistant in the world. This girl, she would have gotten fired like day one for me. I'm sorry, 
how are you this bad at your job? Now, I understand having a fight with a copier because that was frequently my life when I was a legal assistant <laughs> because I made lots of copies and that copier hated me. Did you have a, I, a fun situation with your boss? No. <laughs> no oh no um we barely tolerated each other um but she appreciated the fact that i was competent so yeah worked it out yes see i don't Um, technically even like boss employee either a lot of times um and i really enjoyed this book simply because my current boss and i are like so polar opposites in that like i have no thank you you know what i mean like and i like we said i like to self-insert so like if i self my self-insert myself into a boss book i'm like no like no 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 <laughs> but yeah this this book was a lot of fun but this man for being a lawyer was the least hr friendly person i've ever met my whole life holy <laughs> crap especially because He's like said this whole like spiel about like how he has to be HR friendly. <laughs> and like all of my notes are like, that's not HR friendly. That's an HR nightmare. No, no, no. HR hates this. <laughs> I was reading this and my HR brain was just cringing. Mm-hmm. He would open his mouth and I would be like, oh, God, what's going to come out next? I mean, his mouth wasn't the problem. He was physical. <laughs> like, that girl could have sued him literally out of his pants. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so let's let's cover the the very basics. She comes in for a job applica- for a job interview. Mm-hmm. She has inadvertently given them the wrong resume. So the guy who is doing the hiring is like, oh, well, we're not gonna we don't want you for the receptionist. We think you'll be great for a personal assistant. But you have to be careful because he's he's a little anal retentive. Yeah. He's grumpy. Grumpy. This was a grumpy sunshine book. For sure. For sure. Which I love. That's like one of my favorite tropes. Mine too. Yeah. And when she arrives at work that morning, she realizes that the person that she is doing the personal assisting for to is her old high school flame daniel so they've known each other since through childhood then then there was a separation but there wasn't really a separation because he was long distance stalking her yes from the beginning i guess that's the only trigger warning is light stalking (laughs) yeah well well the stalking was it was pervasive i mean he for being a lawyer and not very tech savvy, he did a pretty daggone good job of monitoring and keeping track. Of course he did. He's a romance hero. He he's a is a dark romance hero. He's the best at stalking. I don't care if he's a vet. He's gonna be great at stalking. So this was a good second chance book. And the whole thing is just a misunderstanding. Like this whole book is a misunderstanding. Yes. This is this is the ultimate misunderstanding. Yeah, because there's the misunderstanding about he thought he cheated, she cheated on him with his best friend, which she, of course, never has. And then the second misunderstanding is she accidentally applied with the wrong resume. And he thinks she's a liar because of the cheating situation. So, so he thinks she did it on purpose. That, that she like He's like, who could be dumb enough to send in the wrong resume? 
And I'm sorry, our heroine is a, a tad bit too stupid to live. She is. But unlike a lot of the heroines where that really pisses me off, I just laughed at hers. Yeah. Yeah. There was something very um, empathetic and endearing about her. Yeah. But I haven't found in a lot of female characters that are too stupid to live. Yeah. She was because she was really trying, I think, you know, like she she was trying. She just wasn't good at it. And I love the pretty woman moment in this where he just like sends her for a whole makeover. <laughs> How amazing was that? Because she shows up in his office and she looks like a hot mess like she always does. And he's like, oh, of course she does. And that aspect of it, like I was like, sign me up. Like my next employer, if you want to send me to a whole makeover situation, I am down. Let's do it. I could use a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> Couldn't we all? Yeah. I'm going to have to go get a whole new wardrobe anyway. This is funny because we're, we're reading this book and uh, today is my last, was my last day at work. Oh. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. At my current position and I have uh, starting a bigger and better endeavor in January. Wonderful. I too am starting a couple of new endeavors in January because I'm going to be starting classes. Yes. And I got the volunteer position that I interviewed <gasps> Oh, congratulations. That's so exciting. So I am in the process of trying to to find an appropriate wardrobe. Oh, my gosh. Because it has been years since I have needed dress clothes. I wish you lived closer. We should go shopping together. <sighs> I wish like we could like live a little closer. I, I still think it's bananas we haven't met in person. We need to. We really need to work on that. We really should. Sometime this coming year, we need to we need to rectify that. Yeah. I here's another thought I had while I was uh, in my stupor last night um, with my teething child who was up at two, three and four in the morning. Um, so what if we do a live meetup? If anybody like is I don't but like we'd have to figure out like where most of our <laughs> subscribers and listeners live uh, and like possibly do something like that. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know. Could we do a combined Instagram live? I think so. Yeah, we could totally do a live on Instagram. And we I told you, we could do a live on TikTok as well. You could just go on my other account. Okay. Well, maybe we should do that and and let everybody know. Um, because I'll need to get email addresses to invite them to. Unless I can find the link and just give send out, the, give them the link. We'll have to work on details on how to make that happen. For TikTok? For the, well, for the Zoom meeting. Oh, for the Zoom meeting. Yeah, we could probably just post the link in the Facebook group or something. Yeah. That probably would be the easiest way to do it. <clears throat> um. Anyway, sorry. We, hey, tangent number one. <laughs> well, that was probably one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, well, congrats. I'm so excited for you. Oh, look at us starting stuff in January. I am very excited. This is this is going to be a, a new year. Yeah. I have something else I can share. I have to share with you, but I can't share it with, on the podcast. So I have to share it like later after we stop okay. recording. I'll remind uh, you. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. The makeover. Yeah, the makeover is so hot. And I love that his intentions were so pure. Of course. Because it wasn't 
while he made her think that it was because of her work wardrobe was so ratty but really he just wanted to to give her things and make her feel pretty yes but i mean i understand that it was a a gift but it was a gift for himself because who all the lingerie all the lingerie all the lingerie come on I mean, that was a fun scene, too, where she sent him a picture of her and like her hot red under lacy red, of course, lacy and red because um, he's a man and he's the one who's choosing all this. Right. I have to do an experiment where I ask my uh, husband to choose like some stuff for me. And I'm telling him I'm either going to look like a garbage bag or a stripper. There will be no in between. Yeah, I can see that. If Mr. Klein had to choose an entire wardrobe for you, like like down to the underwear, what do you think you would look like at the end? And would you be able to go out in public? A clown and a stripper got together for a one night stand <laughs> and had a hot mess of a baby. And that would be me. <laughs> yeah, I I can see Mr. Savage putting me in like because he is very like his favorite thing is when I just like wear sweatpants and a hoodie and no makeup but then I can also see like just wearing nipple pasties and like I don't know a thong and some like stripper heels like I could just see that (laughs) (laughs) because when we first got together I used to be fun you know what I mean and uh, I haven't been fun in a while I haven't been fun in a while either yeah well you know what? In January, when we go shopping together but separately, maybe we should buy some fun clothes <laughs> for underclothes. I don't remember the last time that I bought fun lingerie. I'm telling you, I think it was my honeymoon, which was uh, six years ago. I know that I have. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's just, I prefer comfort over looks same so i tend to not go for the the pretty lingerie i tend to go for the practical you know granny panties then it's not lingerie i know (laughs) i know lingerie is like the most impractical thing in the world well unless you're a romance hero and you can just rip it off of her yes like money's no object well that's the other situation i always fell myself like in because like i'd buy the cute outfits right like the garter belts and like the thigh highs and the whatever and then it would take like if i i had to remember to put um here's a tip for everybody you have to put the underwear over the garter belt because otherwise you have to unclasp the whole garter garter to like take off your underpants and um most of the time the male or or the female depends on whoever you're with uh is not patient enough for you to restrap it afterwards <laughs> so so it loses something yes and then it's like just floppy and all over the place and just you, you're not looking as cute you know what i mean you're not feeling yourself as much um and as much as i would love to say that my husband would be able to just rip the underwear off we all know that it's not happening <laughs> Because underwear is very structurally sane and like, I don't know, well built. <laughs> yeah, I I love reading in the books how they tear through like denim shorts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, right. Uh-huh. 
that's why I love paranormal of any sort, right? Because then it's believable. Yes. Because if it's like a vampire, of course, they're like unreasonably strong or like a werewolf or an alpha if we're leading Omegaverse. Like that makes sense to me. But if it's just like, even if it's your most, you know, the strongest man in the world, like in real life, I just don't see that happening. And then they have to get like scissors involved, which could be fun, right? But then you have to like, we have to think back to that conversation we had with Zoe Blake, where it's like, all right, but where are the scissors and why are they there? Because they can't just be brought out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like that lube conversation all over again. Well, I don't know. My my sister apparently keeps, you know, Bowie knives by her bed. So that's true. I love that story. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, back to the makeover that we are not going to eventually stop talking about. <clears throat> That was my favorite. And my my other really um, fun part was when she denied it and said she sent it to somebody, went to send the picture to somebody else. <laughs> and he was like, I got to make sure I, I go through her text messages. And if, if did I miss something? It's like, I don't think she was talking to anybody else. Um, also, the amount of masturbation in a public bathroom was sky high in this book. Oh, that that public bathroom in her work that that saw a lot yeah it was also a very nice bathroom i've never been in a bathroom that nice at work not at work no but i um but i have seen bathrooms like that yeah like if if you're at like a wedding hall or something like that they usually have really nice bathrooms like that yeah um but most of them don't have locks on that main door no so, but hey, I mean, I get it, Vivian, romance reasons. We need to put a lock in the door, of course. I love the time at the point where she's masturbating in the bathroom and he calls to stop her. Yeah. Yeah, because he knows what she's doing in there. Even though he doesn't have a camera in there, but he just knows. Know. We, it's funny because he has cameras everywhere else. <laughs> um, so I was like, and remember she even noted that there was a, a a red dot on the ceiling yeah i was like oh man i was like that is a bad idea girl he's watching you <laughs> i mean it's not like a bad like go for it but like he's but then he wasn't watching her so i know and now i need to know vivian what was that red dot it was it like a smoke detector or something <laughs> co2 yeah for the kink aspect of things i liked that that was a priority for her from the beginning yeah, she knew what she wanted. She knew what she wanted. And I enjoyed seeing her friends who had that dynamic. Yeah. I think we're going to get them next year in book two, I think, right? I'm hoping so. Yeah. They were fun. But I just, it. I had so much fun with it. It just, it was so enjoyable. It was. And it was really funny. And he was so, like, funny. Again, in that Zoe Blake kind of, like... Not he's not meaning to be funny, but like the words that are coming out of his mouth, yeah, are hysterical because he's like, like I told you in the beginning, he like gave this whole spiel about how he um was gonna be HR pro appropriate, and then like literally the next sentence out of his mouth was like, get on, all, get on all fours or whatever, and I was like, that's all to me. Yeah, I'm like, that's not HR appropriate, buddy. 
don't know where you're working. And what about John? What did you oh. think of John? Oh, I I was uh, waiting for John to get like knocked out or something. I really wanted to see Daniel just go off on him. Yeah. Hang on. I think someone's ringing my doorbell. Just a sec. That was like two. It was like a turf war on my street. There was USPS, FedEx, and Amazon, all, all on the same street, and they were all like delivering stuff. So I had to sign for the packages because, and then bring them in because of porch pirates and all that nonsense. So yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. His HR situation. He's he's a as a walking red flag. Also. The shit he says just made me want to like the the whole thing that he said. Remember, he was he said like he was going to keep her, um, protect her, dote on her. In return, all I asked was her everything. I'm like that's a lot to ask for. <laughs> first of all, um, I was like I was going to be her first to the first to claim her, mark her, and teach her how to be the perfect woman for me. As I grew and changed, so did my tastes and desires. No longer am I satisfied with her being my submissive. Oh no. Once I claim her, I plan on turning her into daddy's little cum slut. Shaking my head, I let the rage simmer deep inside as festering memories keep popping to, up to the surface. She was going to give me her virginity. The one thing she owed that was truly valuable other than herself. All that changed was the moment she decided to fuck me over. That whole passage is a red flag. Yes. <clears throat> In the best way possible, of course. Um, we love it. But we're like, I was like, excuse me? All you wanted for in return for your like attention and doting and whatever was her everything. Like, that's all you wanted. Like everything. And can we just let go of the virginity shit, <laughs> please? It's not important. <laughs> Well, it was important to 18-year-old Daniel. I guess. I guess. I mean, again, I love this shit. So I'm not like ratting or, or you know, being an ass to Vivian because the book was great. But as a whole concept, you know, I found out recently what the hymen was actually for, like biologically. Do you have any idea what it's biologically for? No. So I found out, and it totally makes sense, is that the hymen is only there to protect the female babies, keyword babies, a whole like vagina area from poop and like bacteria because they're incontinent a lot. Because, you know, they, they poop themselves. And then like, I actually thought of this like, because I have two daughters, right? And as babies and toddlers, they like poop themselves and like it's all up in there. And I'm like, yeah. how do they not get any UTIs and things like that? That's why. I have never thought about that, but that makes perfect makes sense. Makes perfect sense. That's the only reason that flap, little flap of skin is there. You know what I mean? And like, it's meant to go away by like the time that you are no longer literally crapping yourself. <laughs> so, um, the more you know with Nat and Tori, <laughs> that's what the hymen was actually for. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Because I don't know how many times I have changed my daughter's poopy diapers and all I'm thinking is, 
how are these kids not getting UTIs? <clears throat> Sorry. We have the most interesting trains of thought that most people just don't have. This is why we are a trigger warning romance. This is why the people listen. <laughs> I appreciated how, what was her name? Cynthia. Um, I appreciated how Cynthia, where was I going with that thought? I don't know. It left. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going through my notes and it's like, I, I've just got random things highlighted with no commentary. So I'm like, what was I thinking about that? Yeah. I think it was probably the HR stuff. Yeah. Also like that haircut scene um, where, where he was like, I want you to get, um, hang on. You will leave the office, get a manicure, pedicure, and a new wardrobe. You will take picture of everything before you choose it so I can improve it. I'm like, first of all, didn't you already choose everything for her? Um, but whatever. The dis discussion isn't over, but if you're going to work for me, then you damn well um, will dress the part. If I see you in another ragged outfit, I will send you home until you are appropriate. Daniel pauses and bends slightly, running his hand over my hair, drawing a soft moan from my lips. Freezing, I pause, waiting to see if he heard me. Another wad of cash descends to to lie next to me. Um, get your hair done. You will keep it long like I like it now, but I will allow you to put some layers in it as long as the bulk of the length is there. Trust me, you don't want to defy me on this one. I don't want to sound stereotypical, but what kind of straight man knows about layers? Mr. Klein does. Yeah? Yeah, he he notices when I get my hair cut. Or he'll tell me... Oh, he is a unicorn. He's like, well, you know, isn't it about time for you to get your hair cut? Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, well, I look, take I'm that one back. Of those people that I get my hair cut twice a year, maybe. Yeah. Because I just don't think about it. Me it, too. I throw it back in a bun, and I'm off on my day. Me too. But he... I have an undercut. So he shaved... So he'll shave the back of my head for me. Well, not shave, but he'll... Buzz he'll it. feather it, yeah. buzz it for me. So he pays he pays attention to that more than I do. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, I take that back. Uh, maybe it's just my husband because I too like you. I cut my hair like twice a year. That's it. I have curly hair, and most of the time it's in a bun as well. So again, remember I again I think it was in one of Zoe's books where one of the heroes was like, "I love the cat eye and blah blah blah." And I'm like, he would not know that. Yes. <laughs> so it's the same kind of situation. Although I don't know, maybe he's. He seems like maybe more of a detail-oriented person, so maybe he's done some research. I don't know. <laughs> but it was just funny. And and then he goes on to say, like, you will maintain a professional appearance, and that includes clothes, hair, shoes, nails. If need be, you will send me a picture of the outfit daily, including your bra and panties. And I'm like, that is not HR approved. <laughs> that is a step far. Yeah. Yeah. But he was just banana pants crazy over her. I mean, he lost all sense of reason where Cindy was concerned. I loved it. Yeah. Because he went into it being like, I'm going to fire her the minute she steps into this office to then almost immediately like, okay, I'm going to buy her some clothes. She's going to work for me. It's going to be great. I'm going to keep an eye on her. And not only is she going to work for me, but I'm going to do part of her work for her because she's incompetent. Yeah, because she cannot do this job now he could have 
if he can train her to give him a blowjob, he could train her how to use a copier. I don't think he wants her to use the copier, but he wants her the the blowjob. So I think that's where we're seeing the disconnect there. Like, yeah, sure, she's competent. Like, she, I'm sure she's not she's not that dumb. Like, anybody can use a copier. And honestly, any new technology takes a little bit of time to get used to. So I understand that. But he doesn't want her to use a copier. He just wants, A, he just wants her to, like, hang around and be cute and, like, do stuff to her in the middle of the workday. That's what he's paying her for. Pretty much. He's paying her to be, like, what was it, like, a, a desk or something at the end? He was She was being furniture for him. And then the boss walks in, remember? Yes. That was an interesting scene for me. I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. I don't understand it, but I'm okay with it. Well, the boss was into the kink, too. Yeah. I was so, surprised that he was, like, okay with the boss looking at her. Well, she wasn't naked, I don't believe. Still. I think that part of him enjoyed the, the exhibitionism of, of being able to say, look, look at what I have. Look at this. Yeah, but he did say, like, maybe one day he he would share her. And I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. But we know I don't like sharing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the makeover, I was down for. I hate shopping. I hate shopping with a passion. Uh, so if anybody wants to just use me as a doll, you can reach us at triggerwarningromance at gmail.com. Make that too, because I hate shopping also. Yeah, I hate shopping so much that when I went um, with a very good friend of mine to the mall to buy work clothes, because we we need both needed work clothes, and we were like, I don't know, maybe like forty five minutes into shopping, and she looked at me. She's like, "What is wrong?" And I was like, my face just like dropped. I, I just like hit a wall. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I hate this. She's like. Okay, just go home. I do almost all of my clothes shopping online. Yeah, me too. Because the idea of going to a store, trying something on, not liking it, so having to pick something else, and then it not being the right size, so I have to go back and find the right size. It's just too much effort. Yeah. It it makes my anxieties just, it's not going to happen. It's not anxiety for me. I literally just get exhausted. It like drains me. The minute I step foot in a mall, my like all my energy just drops. All of the social energy around me makes my social awkwardness flourish. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really mad because Express had this. I had like a work uniform. It, I had um, a leather pencil skirt. It was a fake leather pencil skirt in like five different colors. And then I had the same like, like I don't know, like a chemise type material top in like mm -hmm. five different colors. And I would literally just rotate them. I didn't care. It was like the same clothes, but like different colors. And it worked. And then Express got rid of the skirts and I can't find them anywhere anymore. And my dumb, dumb butt donated all my skirts when I was pregnant in my pregnant haze. I was like, I'm never going to fit in this again. Matt, you're a dumbass. You were pregnant. Of course you weren't going to fit into that skirt. And now you now you would totally fit into that skirt. Now you don't have it. Now you go buy more. That was my problem. When I stopped working a few years ago, I didn't need those clothes anymore. Mm -hmm. So I donated all of them. Yep. And 
you should have seen me scrambling to find an interview outfit. Yeah. Amazon was my friend. Thank God for Amazon. Thank God for Amazon. Lord Bezos is a, has provided us. <laughs> He's Look, I get it. He's a horrible person and it's a horrible corporation, but it, it's stupid, stupid, reliable and stupid convenient. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. I'm not perfect, okay? <laughs> anyway. We were talking about furniture. Yeah. <laughs> originally. Um, I enjoy that aspect of objectification. Okay. I don't understand it, so maybe you can explain it to me. Okay. Give me a second to think about how to, to put it into words. Sure. I just don't find it sexy. I'm like, how's that? F- how is me being a chair sexy? It is not so much the act of being a chair it is the act of that total submission to it's not the object that's hot it's that i'm being controlled enough to be that object okay we may have discussed before but i'm a control whore yeah (laughs) um you know my my kink side is very much i I enjoy the the total submission. The the TPE power exchange is is my jam. So that's probably why it appeals to me because it it is something so out of the ordinary and it is so specific that it's not something I would do randomly on my own. But there are times I there's a song in a chorus line called Nothing and Basically, this girl goes to a like a charter school for theater because she wants to be an actress. And she's singing about her experience with this teacher who is trying to teach them improvisation. And the song goes through several iterations of things that he's telling her that she needs to try to be. Um so every time I think about objectification, I think about her trying to be an ice cream cone and trying to melt. <laughs> and I can't get the song out of my head. But if you like musical theater, Morales's song, Nothing, is awesome from a chorus line. It is it is very entertaining for a, um, it's a good audition piece. I will have to look it up. That's interesting. I'll have to. I'll have to look at it. I'm not really big into musical theater. I like theater, like, but musical theater, I don't know. I, I was a part of all that in high school and stuff, and I just, I never understood it. Like, I don't Anyway, we're getting way off topic. Um, but I, I enjoyed that. And I also enjoyed the fact that he didn't take her opinion into account when he, when the boss came in. And he just treated it as if it was completely normal. Mm. Personally, I enjoyed that kind of control. So I I enjoyed this book a lot because the the type of control he wanted over her and the micro I guess the micromanagement is something that I I appreciate. I might not appreciate it all the time, but it is it's it's a lot of fun to get lost in. I haven't done it on a full time basis in years, and I don't know that I could ever go back to that full time, but but it is something I enjoy playing with. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I found it, I didn't find it like weird or anything. I was just like, interesting. Like, how's this, how's this work? 
anyway well there's there's also with the objectification it also comes down to the idea of being used for somebody else's pleasure whatever that pleasure is Mm. whether it is sexual or non-sexual somebody else is using you for what they want and what makes them happy and your what you think about it is is not important and that Mm. that also helps i think with the objectification just for my two cents worth okay can we talk about um another hr nightmare where he um decides to use a butt plug and ginger lube on her in the office oh god where let me find where i I had notes on that one page 164 um i know on that was at least he has (laughs) oh that was actually the last no it wasn't okay i i was like i highlighted i reach into the drawer and pull out a similar butt plug and some ginger lube and my note is fuck he ain't playing Mm-hmm. Ginger is not a happy thing. That is that is not a fun punishment. I don't want anything to do with that. No, thank you. Um, that the the first time I encountered something like that was um Zoe Blake in that Ward, Ward series series, um with actual ginger. So, um, I was like, what is happening, Zoe? and then um so when he took that out i knew exactly where he was going and i was like oh she's gonna have a bad day (laughs) but you know it it was all all in good fun you know i found daniel to be one of the most sympathetic heroes that we've read in a long time i was really rooting for him i i could kind of take cindy cynthia uh, and leave her i mean yeah. For me, the highlight was Daniel because he wanted her so bad and he did all of these things to to be close to her in some manner and she just gives him nothing. I mean, and, and to the point he's like, okay, I, I've, I've got to break this addiction. And my heart just broke for him. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it'll be okay. They'll be happy ending. Don't worry. I know, but I was like, honestly, this whole thing could have been avoided if they just had a conversation. And I understood the virginity trope in this because in order for him to, I guess, have the physical proof that she didn't cheat on him, right? Like the virginity was kind of necessary. So I understood that. Although he did believe her. So that was great because he believed her before they even consummated anything towards the end there. But I love the scheming best friends that were like, no, no, come to this retreat. Oh, that's what was my question for you. Do these things exist? Like these retreat things? Yeah. Is that like a thing? Yeah. With like themes and Christmas stuff, or is that like that was Vivian thing? Um, I've never been to one that was particularly Christmas themed, but I I would imagine that they are. They have themes in general. Um, I would think the theme would be kink. <laughs> you find a little bit of everything. Okay. Um, but they have they have kink cruises where everybody on board is is doing something is is involved in kinking somehow um mm. and it's just a big party okay um they oh, that, have they have that's like a real thing too yeah because vivian wrote that other book that we are going to read at some point um about the vampire kink oh the, bro- the, the vampire yeah duet. What, oh my god what was the, the name from uh, russia with blood yeah from russia with blood um i read that and that was a kink cruise and the way she put that whole thing together was 
fascinating. I haven't read that one yet, but it's on my list out. It, it is one we definitely need to read for the podcast. No, we definitely need to because um, there it does it crosses. That one is actually dark. Like where this one I didn't find dark. Mm-hmm. That one is legitimately dark. Um, and it has double non-con and the the swords cross in book two. Ooh. So I think I think that people would love it. But yeah, Vivian does a really good job with with all of the kink related things. And I I too really liked was it Brittany and Ryan? Um, I can't remember her name. I think um, her name was Brittany. I'm pretty sure it was a B word, but I um I liked their their machinations and getting them together. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that they didn't catch it sooner. Yeah. I mean, Daniel eventually, eventually figured it out. Mm-hmm. Cynthia didn't have a clue. Yeah, no. Cynth- of course, she's like constantly clueless. Um, but I like that she went on this thing and I really loved the the Grinch and Miss Who like kind of theme yes. that they had going. It was so cute. The dark green Armani suit. Yeah, I, I loved mean, he it. He was going all out. Yes, and then again, this book was so fucking funny. He said something like, "I need to go see a man about an anal hook," and it was like the, the funniest line I've ever, ever fucking read. Yes. Um, but the the one thing I wish there was more of in this book is him groveling. Like she just accepts him. Like after after he figures out, because he was you know pretty horrible to her, um, the way he treated her, even though she liked it, like you know, like he was pretty horrible to her, yeah, for absolutely no reason, um, and she didn't do anything wrong, and he, I felt like he needed to, like she just accepted, like oh, okay, like we're just together now, and I was like, no man, like make him grovel, bitch. I wish there was more groveling. But I am a groveling whore, so I like I like a good grovel. Yeah, and the way they came together was because it's like everything was not okay, and then all of a sudden everything is okay. Yeah, because he he pretty much like kidnaps her consensually, consensual kidnapping in this book, um, from her room to this Christmas room, um, where he has all the stuff that he's gonna do to her, um. And then when he gets in there, he figures out that it's her. And then he gets mad. Because <laughs> she's like, he's going to let some stranger do this stuff to her? And then I like that he um, lectures her on how dangerous this was. And I was like, technically, no. Because, like, her friends set him up. Like, I'm sure her friends wouldn't have set her up with some, like, horrible person, right? Like, yeah, they vetted him. So I'm like, no, this, this is perfectly fine. You're just being unreasonable. <laughs> I'm like this dangerous for you too, asshole. <laughs> yeah, well, he's on the side of the whip that it's less likely for him to get hurt. I guess, but still, like, n- no, like the whole point of this retreat is that it's not dangerous because her friends are right there, and like this person, whoever this person would have been if it wasn't him, like they knew and trusted. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, I just wish there was more groveling because, like you said, like. He was mad at her and then and then they like talked it out, which 
I understand for book purposes, like they could have just done in the very, 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 very beginning and none of this would have happened. Um, and then they were just like together and happy. And then um, we had like two epilogues, which was fun because then they got married, which was cute. Well, they got engaged on the marriage. The, the wedding didn't happen, but I think the wedding's in book two. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. um, that was the book, though. And was there shower sex in this book? I can't remember. I don't think there was. I don't think there was. Not a romance. Sorry, Vivian. <laughs> you have to take this book off the romance shelf. <laughs> there was no shower scene. Oh, wait, no. Mm, they did take a shower together. I don't think they had sex. I don't know. I can't remember. We read this book a little while ago. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we, we've been trying to record this episode for two and a half weeks now. I apologize. This is totally like more or less my fault because my kids were sick again because of course. Um, and the baby's teething, which every time we record, we try to record at night and she just was not happening at night. Every time I tried to put her to sleep, she wanted to be held for hours and hours and hours. And by the time I stopped holding her and she actually slept i was exhausted so well and i've had headaches so it's it's just been a, a crisscross we apologize but the next coming weeks nat's not working so we can we can record a whole bunch excellent i like that plan we we need to hash that out uh, yeah. we also well, let's finish the episode and yeah, yeah, yeah. come back to the business stuff <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> um, that was tangent 137. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to keep that in or not, but <laughs> that's our brains working on everything. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great book. I loved how sexy this book was. Yeah. This got four panties from me. Okay. Yeah. It was hot. It was a lot was of sex. Hot. In it. Yeah. But it was a slow burn, which I'm surprised you liked. I did. Well, because it was a slow burn, but not like there was still a lot of sexy stuff happening. There just was no penetration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Kind of like in that in the, the book before where they didn't have sex until I think like 80 percent into the book. But the whole book like was leading up to it and they were doing like he was doing stuff to her, but just wasn't the P and V that we're usually used to. Yeah. Um. Anyway, hot book. Loved it. Love Vivian. You should read all her books. I love her Omegaverse books. Her dark Omegaverse books are great. She just finished that series and I'm getting ready to start it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I've been reading it, so I'm, I'm ready for book three. I was purposefully waiting till it came together because Vivian is one of those that I, her cliffhangers. Yeah, but um, I have absolutely no self-control. And when it's a dark Omegaverse, I must read it immediately. You have no self-control. You edge yourself with every book we read. Yes, yeah, true. Okay, I'm selectively self-control. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love her. Uh, the only criticism is, Vivian, I need more groveling. So if you could just put that in another book for me, I would love that. Um. Because, you know, authors now listen to our podcast and what we want, what we want in books. So <laughs> I'm just going to put my whole wish list out there. And um, I want non-con and groveling. Thank you. I filled out a profile on a dating app this week. <laughs> What'd you put in there? 
the way that they asked the questions for the bio, everything has to be kind of short and sweet. Mm. And then it gives you a place to just write whatever. And <laughs> I was able to write that I am a co-host for one of the premier dark romance podcasts. That's amazing. And I was like, yes, and it's true. <laughs> it's so cool. This is so cool. I still can't believe we're doing this and that people are listening. I know we say this on every episode, but we have merch, guys. Merch is coming. Yes, we're we're working on getting. I've got a meeting with um the with one of our graf my graphic artist friends tomorrow who has been putting stickers together. And I ordered a prototype of um a mug and it came in and it looks great. <laughs> And I'm also getting some t-shirt options. Girl, we're going to, we're like, that's what's going to make us legitimate. I feel like when we have a merch, we are legitimate. I want, I want everything. I want everything. I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> and everybody needs to check out our website. Our website is up and running. Yes. And it is fantastic. Triggerwarningromance.com. And there are show notes behind every book cover. And everything is laid out and it's ready to go. And I am so excited for it. It's beautiful. And we're really excited for it as well. Um, we need more reviews as always. So please rate and review uh, if you enjoy our crazy ramblings and fun tangents. Um, also join the Patreon if you want extra episodes, uh, bonus episodes, and possibly Zoom things that we, we still have to figure that out. Um, but yeah. Uh, what are we reading next week? Next, we are doing How the Hitman Stole Christmas by Sam Mariano. Sam Mariano. That was a great book. Uh, you haven't read it yet, right? I haven't read it yet, no. I read it last year, and it was delightful. So I think you're going to like Wonderful. it. It's a uh, dark light. It's not like super dark, but it's it's definitely, um, definitely in our realm of things. So it was funny, delightful. There's just the light. The whole the whole Christmas genre of dark romance is delightful to me, and I am so excited. Well, so I hope everybody's having a great Christmas and holiday season. I think that it is great that we're going out with something a little bit light because mm -hmm. we're bringing in the new year with Anna Zares again. Yes, we are doing Lucas's Capture Me trilogy starting week one of season two. I'm stoked. We're going back to our roots. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, I love that. I, I love that whole series. You know, Julian, Peter, Lucas. Um, and I know that you're going to love it. Lucas's book is hot. I just, I can't wait. I'm excited. And anything's it. And as there's rights. And I've already read these. So I just can't wait to like dive back in and reread. And I am having a hard time not reading it because I don't want to read it so early before we record. But if we're going to be recording a couple of times a week. Oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll, we'll get, get there. there soon. We'll get there soon. We'll get there soon, baby. I can't wait for it either. It's going to be fantastic. But everybody go read How the Hitman Stole Christmas by Sam Mariano. It is also fantastic. It is not as dark as Descent, so don't, don't expect that. It's not that level dark. But it's, as I've said, delightful and funny. Um, thank you so much for listening. Oh, wait. Reviews. We need to read a review. And we yeah, need, I need to read a review. Oh, crap. We are. You know, we haven't recorded in a while, so. We're out of practice. Please. Yes. 
what is your palate cleanser, Tori? Please enlighten oh, me. God, I have so many. Um, the Ooh. new the new podcasting equipment and <laughs> the job the the interview went so well. And I've had a hard time reading lately. Me too. So for the last like four days, I have binge watched Criminal Minds. Oh, and I am loving it. I have I've seen it all. I have watched all of it already, but going back and just watching from the beginning has been a great deal of fun. If I could have a man that looks like Shemar Moore with the brain <laughs> of Matthew Gray Goobler, I would be one very happy lady. That's amazing. What is my palate cleanser? I've also had a hard time reading um, between the kids being sick and um, just bananas holiday season and end of the work stuff because I had to, you know, do stuff for work because I'm leaving. <laughs> so um, just bananas. But yeah, my new job is my new palate cleanser. I'm really excited to start in January. Have I read anything? I don't know if I've re read anything. I have oh, skipped oh, around in books so much. Yeah. I, I have started and put down like, I don't know. I don't even know how many books. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't have any book palette cleansers because your girl's really horrible at reading lately. Uh, unless it's for the podcast and I have to force myself, which I like, I've enjoyed reading, um, Dark Holiday. Don't get me wrong. But like, if I didn't have to read it for a podcast, I would have put it down like eight times because <laughs> I just can't concentrate. It's not because it's bad. It was just because my brain isn't, my brain is in a different place right now. Yeah, I can't concentrate. Yeah, my palate cleanser is going to have to be just, um, I can't wait for the merch and all the stuff that's coming. Um, of course, I'm probably going to think of one like as soon as I hang up with you. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of our website. Oh, coffee. Yeah, go ahead. Um, we have a contact form, which is a wonderful, wonderful place that centralizes all of our book recommendations. So if you have book suggestions or book recommendations, please, please, please go to our webpage and send, submit it through there. Things get lost sometimes when you ask us over social media because there are so many yeah. posts and so many comments. And so, and so many different social media. And there's so many different social medias. That would be a huge help to us in knowing what you guys are interested in. Yeah. Um. I'm going to be a basic white girl and tell you my palate cleanser has been I found a new Starbucks drink that I really enjoy. Oh, and it's very like basic, but it is a vanilla oat hot latte and it's delightful and it hits the spot and I can drink eight of those a day. Probably not a good thing, um, but it's it's amazing and I love it. So go get you one. <laughs> That's it. That's my palate cleanser. Um, as far as reviews, please rate and review on all the, whatever app you listen on, rate and review. Um, and we need more of them because, uh, you know, we're going to run out eventually. <laughs> but this one says, um, yes, Queens, you guys brighten up my day when I listen to you guys. You are my people and I love you guys for doing this podcast. Thank you, uh, listener. I'm not going to say your name because I don't know if you want to be named. <laughs> But um, we appreciate it. We are queens. We are dark romance queens. And you are all dark romance listener queens and kings. So 
Thank you for being a part of the tribe. Thank you for listening. Um, if you need to reach out to us, reach out to us on our social medias um, at Trigger Warning on pretty much everywhere. And also on our new website, TriggerWarning.com. TriggerWarningRomance.com. Yeah, TriggerWarningRomance.com. And everybody have a great week. I was just going to say, have a wonderful holiday because we won't see you guys yes. before Christmas. This is our this yeah. is our last episode before Christmas. So you yeah. guys have a really happy holiday. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy whatever. Um just this is a fun season i'm not even a religious person so i i just like the the pretty lights so um enjoy family friends and good food and a drink and we will and good books enjoy good books and then we will see you guys next week with how a hitman stole christmas by sam riano have a great week everybody take care